You are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast, produced by Mark Inc. Ministries and Sharon Betters. I am Roberta Dosa, your narrator. We have been thrilled to have Diane Balch as our guest writer this first week of the What She Said series. Today's devotional is called, While We Wait, and today's treasure, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. Luke 8, 22-25 Having lived for 30 years in the tumultuous, stormy, raging sea we call the world, I was greatly relieved when Jesus saved me and said, Come, follow me. As he welcomed me into the boat, I began the adventure of fishing for men and making disciples looking forward to our eternal home. When Jesus stated, Let's go to the other side of the lake, He intended to land there. He had no fear of not reaching the shore, so he took a nap. Jesus knew from the get-go that my destination is heaven, along with everyone else who stayed in the boat. But how often do we live life letting our circumstances shake our confidence in Him? Like His disciples, we lament and cry, Wake up! Do something! Why? How long? Really? We are all in the same boat, and it gets messy. Through the years, many brothers and sisters, me included, sail along with one hand or foot dangling in the water, dabbling a little too much in the pleasures of the world, a mixed bag. Others do spiritual splits by having one foot in the boat and leaving the other foot firmly planted on the dock. When Jesus begins to move, it calls for a paradigm shift. Some jump ship for a while, but return, if they are truly his, like the prodigal son. Others have climbed into the boat because Christians are friendly and accepting, but when the going gets rough, they bail out, and we never see them again. Like Judas, they professed Christ, but didn't really trust in, rely on, and believe in him which is true saving faith. Maybe they swam away mumbling the well-known poem, I am the captain of my ship. I am the master of my fate. Before my husband came to Christ, I was discouraged and tempted one evening to bail out. The Holy Spirit reminded me of what Peter said when others were turning away. Jesus asked him if he too was going back. Where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. I wept that night, realizing how tragic the eternal consequences would have been had I given in to temptation. Once this is settled, the real question repeated throughout life's seasons is posed. How shall we then live? If the Holy Spirit fished us out of the sea and brought us into the boat, Jesus will keep his promise to never leave us, forsake us, or let us go. 
God is writing our story, not us. This includes countless blessings, along with what I call the dark side of discipleship. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in this world you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16.33 On tombstones there is a dash between the date of birth and death. The question is, how are we living in the dash? Some call it living in the gap between salvation and glory. Others even say our lives are best described as the now but not yet. No matter what we call it, believers are living between God's exceedingly great and precious promises and the fulfillment of those promises. While we wait, we are not to drift in a daze watching the landscape, waiting for Jesus to take us home. As the captain of our ship, his plans, timing, and order for us are perfect. The first of the following scriptures is already engraved above my name on our tombstone. The ones that follow, I pray often for myself and many others. While we wait, Jesus keeps us actively engaged as the Spirit transforms us into the image of Christ. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, author, and perfecter, finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12:1-2. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4:23. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 While we wait, let's be praying scripture, believing what is promised, whether we live to see it or not, and obeying what it commands for our good and God's glory. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10 For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord! How profound your thoughts! Psalm 92.4-5 May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us, Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm 90, 17 Father God, deepen our faith. Give us your strength in our weakness to sail on. Put Holy Spirit wind in our sails. In Ephesians 5, you commanded, Wake up, O sleeper, and promise that Christ will shine on you. You've commanded, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You've commanded, be filled with the Spirit. And you promise that when Christ is revealed to us, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though we do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. 1 Peter 1.8 We want to finish well by abiding in Jesus 
and bearing fruit that remains. John 15:16. While we wait and pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us for this week of special devotions by my friend Diane Balsh. What a blessing it is for me to share with you her perspective on walking by faith. She and her husband influenced thousands of people, especially young people across the world with the gospel. And what a joy it is to have her continue to share her story of walking by faith. She and I had a conversation when Susan Hunt and I were co-authoring the book Aging with Grace. At the end of each chapter, a woman who was at least 70 years of age or older shared a story about aging with grace, a different perspective for each one. And Diane was one of those authors. And in this conversation that Diane and I had, we talk about flourishing in a season of loss. So I hope you'll go to helpandhopenow.org. That's helpandhopenow.org. Look for my conversation with Diane Balsh and make sure you share it with others. I know you're going to be greatly encouraged. I'm Sharon Batters, and we're going to be starting our second week of what she said with our guest writers. And tomorrow I'll be introducing to you Sarah Ival. I know that you're going to really be touched by her devotionals that focus on that feeling of being never enough. Thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.